Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The weather hadn't been on our side for days, and the water looked even more troubled than usual. The sea is an unforgiving mistress, but fishermen know that better than anyone. Good weather, bad weather, but you gotta work. And as an experienced angler myself, I was ready to deal with any challenges the waves threw at me. Or, so I thought. See, the skies were barely clearing up that day. I could still remember the scent, the warmth, and the humidity kind of weather that makes your shirt stick to your skin you have to drink more than usual i worked for a small company everyone was pretty lax on the boat we weren't out there to hunt for big fish or anything of that sort we had lobster traps and nets to get bait fish and we mainly worked with local fish shops so we didn't have a high quota with all of that said you can understand why our boss who worked with us on our small boat, was pretty lax. It wasn't uncommon that we drank one too many beers while working. After all, the traps and nets did most of the work, and what was left to do did not require us to be the most alert. Of course, we hadn't had a chance to drink with the severe weather we had for the past few days. So, with the skies clearing up, we kind of saw this as a sign it was time to celebrate. The only good thing about rain and wind is that fish get even hungrier. Or, so it seems. We managed to get quite the load during the heavy weather and had more than enough already. And that day was meant to be relaxing. Just a bunch of boys pulling up lobster traps and netting fish for the lobster trap kitchen. That's where you with a cut-up bait fish. It's kind of a stupid term for it, but hey, it's what it's called. You know, can't make this shit up. Not that the sun was much out there, but it was still a nicer day than the past few. Now, I had probably just a little more beer than usual, but it still wouldn't explain what we saw in one of our nets. Late afternoon, we started pulling up the lobster traps. After about a dozen, we were satisfied with what we caught. We moved to another area and started pulling more traps up, and that's when things took a weird turn. The traps were damaged, but not in any way we were used to. It looked like they were bit in half. There were even a few half-eaten lobsters left in the cages. The problem? No known animal can break through those cages, sharks included. As we tried to figure out what broke the cage and ate the lobsters, I felt something hit the bottom of the ship. Mind you, we didn't have the largest ship, but to feel something hit the bottom of that ship was still somewhat unprecedented. We encountered sharks and dolphins on occasion, 
but I've never felt one hit the bottom of the ship. We kept bowling what was left of our lobster traps up and counted seven that were utterly destroyed. The metal bent and broken in a way that allowed whatever to break it to get inside of the trap and eat our lobsters. I checked one of those. It almost looked like the metal was welded. I showed the damage to my captain, and he didn't know what to think. Now, lobster theft is not unheard of, but for somebody to mangle the cage instead of just opening up the hatch, well, that's just ridiculous. I joked and said the megalodon was back. The boys laughed with me, but I was getting increasingly uncomfortable being on the ocean in that particular zone. There's something fishy about those destroyed traps, and I didn't particularly care to find out what. You see, there are so many things left unknown about the ocean, and while I love being on the ship more than I love being on land, even I could smell the danger. It was oozing off of those cages, and let me tell you, it wasn't a pleasant smell. I took one last breath as we threw those broken traps into the corner of the ship, decided it was time to pull back the nets, go back home. And that was about the time we heard a huge splash in the water, and Dave yelled out, Oh my god, something just bit my ass. Something bit your ass? I questioned him. I was standing right next to him. Dave turned around to look behind him, and sure enough he had a good sized chunk of his buttocks missing on his left cheek. He was cussing and hollering something fierce. The captain, Cruz was his name, well he yelled down from the wheelhouse. What y'all yelling for down there? Well something bit Davy's left ass cheek real bad. He's bleeding out, captain. I yelled back in a panic. And then we felt another hit on the bottom of the boat and we were rocked heavily. I remember how surprisingly fast it all happened. I fell on my face and split my left eyebrow. I could hear the ringing in my ears and the surprised screaming of my fellow anglers. One man nearly fell overboard but managed to catch himself on the railing. The boat started to rock to the right as if something was trying to pull that side down underwater. When I finally got my spirit back, I stood up and raced to the side and started pulling back the net with the help of one of my anglers. The closer it got to the surface, the easier it was to see that something was in the net. Trust me, it wasn't no bait fish. I swallowed thickly and blinked, trying to figure out what the ever-loving fuck that fish was. Its entire body was pitch black, or so it looked like. When the sun's rays pierced through the barrier of clouds, I managed to get a better look. Its skin was actually black, but the sun gave it a green and purple highlight. The skin also honestly looked like it was covered in some sort of translucent wax. I saw the thing struggle in the net, and whatever fish we'd caught in it other than the monster, well, they were already gone. And if they weren't, I still wouldn't have tried eating one of them. The creature looked toxic, like an oil spill given a form, had a monstrous appetite, and the means to eat its way through iron lobster traps.
and its fins also looked like nothing I ever knew. And if I'm honest, they looked closer to bat wings than fish fin. They even had three little claws at the tips. And the way they were placed on the side of the creature's body reminded me more of human arms than, you know, the usual dorsal or side fins. I was shocked in my spot as we kept pulling it up, but I eventually called out to the captain to take a look at it tell us what the hell we should do. Now the captain, he wasn't a player. Definitely not willing to bet our lives on this. He took one glance at this slimy piece of sea crap, told us to cut the net. I could hear the gritty fear in his voice, and his eyes confirmed what I thought. It wasn't the first time he saw this thing. I knew it would be better to cut our losses there than to take the risk of bringing whatever that was back home. So, we cut the net, and I foolishly thought this would be the end of it. I saw the thing squirm in the net as it sank, making bubbles rise to the surface. I finally caught a glance at its head, and nothing could have prepared me for what I saw. Nah, you won't believe me, but that fish, that thing that had human-like features. It was looking closer to Voldemort than actual human, but I couldn't deny what I saw. Its face was still covered in that black, waxy skin, but it looked exactly the same as if a human was trying to break through the skin. Its eyes were closed, mouth was open, and all that was missing was a pair of hands trying to push through the fabric of it. Before the sea swallowed it up and I couldn't see anything else, I saw a long, vertical opening on its belly that started to separate in half, was revealing whites and what I can only assume to be teeth. I saw it get a hold of the net, and then the captain had called me to do something. I thought this was the end of it. I really thought like a goddamn fool that this thing would die trapped in one of our nets, doomed to hunger on the ocean floor, you know? Well, I barely had the time to turn my back on that abandoned net that I felt it. Once. Twice. Knocks on the side of the ship. I rushed there only to see those three claws had broken the water's surface and somehow gripped the boat. As in, Huge, sharp claws tearing through metal and holding onto the ship. The captain yelled at us to cut all nets while we went ahead and got a shotgun from the cabin. The sound of metal tearing filled the air, and another noise. The creature was climbing. Its other claws were now gripping firmly into the ship. When I looked, it bent its head backwards to look up at me. I felt my entire body drain of blood. Pretty sure I had a mini heart attack when my gaze met this creature's. I mean, well, I'm not even sure I could call that a gaze. I was looking at the face trapped behind this waxy, plastic-like skin. The creepiest thing of all, though, is that outside the noise it made climbing our ship, this creature didn't make any other noise. Now our captain didn't waste any time and started shooting. But the slugs only seemed to slide off the thing even in close range. We were picking up speed, but 
They held on. Seeing how the slugs didn't work, our captain tried to use a fish gaff to get that thing off the boat, to no avail. It still held on. It didn't scream and anything sharp just slid off its back like it was nothing. And that's when I smelled it. Something with a distinctive pungent smell. Now I never smelled anything like that before. I rushed to the side of the ship and lo and behold that giant vertical gaping maw I saw earlier was wide open. What I thought to be teeth were actually stingers or so it looked like big pointy things and they were glistening and making one hell of a nasty sound as they closed on the ship it latched these suckers right onto the side and the middle of our ship bent under its grip the thing was eating our fucking boat and we were still at least 10 or 15 minutes away from the docks only one thing got through my mind after that it was to rid of the beast as soon as possible it wasn't even time to question my captain about his knowledge or why he instantly knew this thing was trouble. We needed to come up with a plan to get that thing off the boat or it would sink us and we'll end up in the same way as the poor lobsters. Plus, we needed to get Davy's ass to the hospital. That's when one of our anglers started throwing things at it in a fit of panic. The destroyed lobster traps went first, then some fishing equipment, nets, hooks, Anything that could be thrown was thrown. Our captain was desperately trying to get those claws off the ship with the fish gaff. But now that the thing had sunk its teeth into the side of our ship, I wasn't convinced that just getting the claws off would be enough. I looked around me and tried to think of a solution. But how do you kill something that bullets and knives won't affect? And that's when I saw it. Gasoline. Beautiful gallons waiting to be used and set ablaze. I wasn't going to make the ship explode, but at the rate that thing was eating the right side of our ship, well, we'd be dead before we even reached the docks. I didn't want to try winning a swimming competition against a creature whose mouth can claw out metal. I think the only thing I was grateful for is that once it started eating the ship, it stopped trying to climb aboard. As long as it was focused on eating the ship, well, it didn't focus on eating me. So I rushed towards the gasoline and I yelled at my captain. I simply held up the fuel and, well, I think he understood instantly. Anyone have a lighter? Was all he said before pouring the gasoline down on the creature's body. Davy thought he had a lighter in his back pocket, but, well, he was missing that. Within seconds, I grabbed the flare gun shot a huge ball of flame at it. The body went up in flames instantly. The noise that escaped it was absolutely inhuman. A mix of metal scraping and the supersonic screams of agony. It was terrifying. I still have nightmares about that sound sometimes. Now unfortunately for us, it didn't let go of the ship that easily. Even on fire, that thing kept holding on. The eating stopped though, as its mouth was now screaming instead of biting, which is probably the reason why we made it back to the dock. As we were getting close, the captain started using the butt of the shotgun to slam on the claws, getting himself burned in the process. The thing eventually let go and fell into the water, 
thus extinguishing the flames. But it didn't pursue us. In fact, it was still floating on the surface as we put some distance between us, and we managed to reach the docks as soon as we could. We called the Coast Guard and an ambulance for Davy. We were also interrogated about the creature, which the Coast Guard apparently retrieved. We were given an NDA that lasted 10 years. The damage to our ship was covered by the government. Because, well, sea monsters, believe it or not, well, they're not actually covered in any insurance policies. Now, with the reassurance that the creature was gone... We went back fishing as soon as we had repaired the ship again. It's just that now, before any trip, we make sure we have enough gasoline. Just in case.